We're here. We're rolling. I don't hear anything going on outside. We Uh got a calm moment here in L.A. We're still inside the Terror Dome. Just because the Terror Dome's, like, uh, you know, taking a nap right now. Exactly. We're in the belly of the whale. Just because it's taking the rest doesn't mean... It's not still floating, question mark? Yeah. We got... We really should have thought about these. We're dealing with stomach acid of the whale, or we're dealing (laughs) with he spits us out and we can't breathe. Right. So we got to get to the surface. Okay, how we do that? We got to blast our way out. There Bye. we go. There's the whirly bird. Okay. There's the chopper. <laughs> the whirly bird. The whirly bird. The heavily armed whirly bird. Right. I got to say, I'm in good hands over here. I am in the calm of the eye of the storm with Megan Beth Keister. This is not her first rodeo, gang. No, this is not my first police state. I came down here ranting and raving. It's police state. It's martial law. And uh, the Jedi over here just barely batted an eye. She's been through it all before, gang, down there in New Orleans. Oh, yeah. And uh, she knows what's going on. I can't flap her. (laughs) I'm talking about the... You know, we, we you've agreed there's injustices. We've seen all the videos and stuff yes. and everything that's going on. Yeah. But just as far as adjusting to life in this new reality, world order, this sure. new reality. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, it's kind of nice, I, I would say. Like, if you were a parent at this point, I'd say you're doing a hell of a job. As a kid, I'm like, oh, my mom's not worried. I'm not worried. Oh, you mean I'm doing a good job of parenting you? In a sense. On this episode of Grift, Grift Horse. Horse. there gang do you see how she gently guided me towards the opening of the show well i mean yeah okay i understand if you've never yeah been in a police state how this could be a little disconcerting and i'm not saying that's not disconcerting and obviously the reason the reasons why it's happening are fucked yeah i mean what's happening is fucked everything is fucked everybody sucks as fred durst once said however the sage <laughs> um well, what, where, where can I start? Okay. Do you want me to tell you about... Okay. All right. Okay. So, when Katrina happened, right? Mm-hmm. I was living in New Orleans at the time. And had the same thing afterward. Curfew. Helicopters a go-go. National Guard in a Humvee driving up and down the street mm-hmm. carrying submachine get rifles or whatever, right? Right. But the, what they're doing... Is just trying to make just they're making their presence known. Just showing presence. Who fucking even knows if there's bullets in the guns. Right. There might not even be. You True. know what I mean? I'm not the guy who's gonna find out, but you're right. Right. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, don't let these dick shit dick shits intimidate you. Yes. I guess is what I'm saying. But, but I'm saying, but also after watching so much protest footage of it, of stuff of just like, oh, those cops are just sick of hearing that guy. They're going to pepper spray him. Right. Like, seeing so much unfair shit. Um, well, the fact that they don't care that every single move that they make is being documented by people and disseminated around the world. Right. The fact that they don't care that right. these injustices are being documented and disseminated is terrifying. Right. Because also, the news sources that they watch which I would, I've made, I've said it before, 
everybody coming in to be a police or riot cop or national guard mm -hmm. i would say the vast majority of them live on outside the city and might watch that fox news so <laughs> now they're coming in to crack heads right and they've never watched a news source that decimate they don't watch that news source because even fox 11 here was showing nothing but riots sure I mean, right. looting looting and uh like car chase footage and all the, the normal fucking bullshit you yeah. see on the news yeah yeah but i mean also i mean you don't really get your you don't get into a profession in which your job is f fucking cracking heads cracking heads if you're a critical thinker there you go really you know what i mean yeah and that's the thing that it's i mean i've tried obviously and i will continue to do so but like trying to talk to my family my mother the, like the dipshits that from the wasteland in the middle of california that i'm from uh, if you're listening to this for not from california it's not all fucking fruits and nuts here dude i learned that it's fucking central california is a fucking wasteland they think fucking reagan was a cowboy they're all fucking you know like gop party line dipshits till they die and i just i keep going and i was like and they keep acting like i'm the idiot i'm the libtard i'm the one that moved to los angeles but what you don't realize what they don't realize is that i'm the only smart one i'm the one that made it out do you know what i mean right listen to me I have more knowledge than you. But they don't, they just, it's easy to discount your knowledge. I'm not saying that it's not, but I'm just saying it's, you know, give me yeah. a little more credit here. Nobody say, yeah, nobody's giving anybody credit. Every, every single person thinks that they've got the, the... The key to the answer of the whatever. Yeah. Like right. even, there was a group of white guys walking around Philadelphia with bats. I mean, it just looked like something out of a Scorsese movie. Right. Like, just like, hippies are here. Let's crack their heads. Because, yeah, they, I mean, they're... Um, they're... Uh, they're just guarding their block. Well, no, they're, they're living out their fantasies of fucking, you know, street justice or whatever right. in the same way that these dumbass cops are living out their fantasies of being God. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They've seen an opportunity and see that's that's Yeah, this is an this is their opportunity. The thing that sucks about this is that people are protesting for legitimate reasons. Um but also people are seeing an op people who are not passionate about the subject at hand who are not doing it for the right reasons are seizing the opportunity to discredit the people who are actually passionate and have a genuine cause. Right. And to like, you know what I mean? Like a fucking yeah, like a white kid where like wearing fucking vans like br breaking into hot topic and stealing shit yeah you know that's I mean? just like no one's gonna blame I, the white kid right they're just gonna blame the movement it's fucking as yeah, much as it, i love looting like it's just sucks that yeah just it, it about it just yeah other people get blamed and i've seen so much footage of people protecting property saying don't loot this place Black people coming up and taking skateboards away yeah. from white guys that are smashing windows yeah. and saying, like, we're going to get blamed for this shit. Get out of here. Right. Um, just. Well, it's like when when you came over earlier and you asked me, you know, like, have I looted? How do I feel about the looting? Because one would assume that Megan Keister would be ride or die pro looting 100 percent because you. i, I hate like, <laughs> she out there what's going on am i gonna hear about a lot of flips because i hate corporations obviously yeah. however I would only be participating if the protest itself was about the fact that capitalism is fucking us. Right. Do you and know I what I mean? That, I thought, God, I just want to salute and applaud that. The I like that <laughs> just such a clearly definable ethos. It's so good. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If if that were the message itself and it wasn't the co-opting and like the fucking lessening of another message that is 
more important. I mean, human lives are kind of more important than us just, uh, I don't know, never being able to afford a house. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying capitalism's not fucked, but life is worth more than that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I gotta say, too, like, looting is a lot like going to work. Like, you're elbowing other people out. It's like the rat race, in a sense. Yeah. So, to me, it's not attractive. Same reason I don't want an office job. Like, I don't, I don't want to be elbowing other people out of the way to get stuff. And you don't really have a lot of choice. I mean, like, let's say that you're out looting and, okay, somebody breaks into the REI store. I saw people running around the REI store in Santa Monica stealing shit. Like, right. I don't have anything I want in an REI right, store, man. That's when you think flip. Because I, I saw a kid run into the first Starbucks that got torched downtown. Yeah. And he came out with a couple cups. And I was like... Why would you risk for a couple cups? And then I was like, oh, yeah, you flipped those on eBay. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Then I said. But then it's clearly it's amateur hour for this fucking kid because he doesn't know how much those, those cups weigh. I right. mean. But I'm saying for the guy on the fence, for the guy who's just hanging around down there, and then all of a sudden you're just standing next to a busted out REI and you're like, oh, there's a jacket right there. Right. Like at that point, it's almost like. Uh, bait car or something now now yes. you're presented with a moral quandary right right and uh i gotta say i mean okay so the whole reason why the national guard is here why we have a 6 p.m curfew et cetera, et cetera, is because people dared to fucking go to beverly hills to go to santa monica the way the, the way i compare it to is like so in new orleans like the levees were designed to protect the rich people and fuck over the poor people, the black people, basically, right? They were designed. They were designed that way. And so, when the levees failed in the poor neighborhoods and the black neighborhoods, that was fine because fuck those people, right? According to fucking you know this city disgust- planners or whatever. this disgusting world and this dis- disgusting right. nation. But the thing about uh, Los Angeles, or the thing about this tragedy, is that like. Beverly Hills and Santa Monica has been designed to protect the rich people in it, and once and like people protesting within it is sort of like breaching that levy right right so it's yeah, like because so wherever... now the, yeah the war's like the war's in my backyard so now the you know, fucking nobody can go to the grocery store after five but because somebody threw a brick through rei I, my phone is just filled with videos i saved of just like shit that like if it happened to me i would lose my fucking mind right if everybody's got to be worried that wherever they go there's going to be like just some knucklehead who sprays them with pepper spray or something like that. Mm-hmm. Now everybody's knows what it's like. Yeah, yeah. But as far as positives, <laughs> I will say one of the positives, and this is a little bit of a left turn. Okay. There's no Avengers, gang. What do you mean? What just, do you mean by that? Just for all the people who've inundated my life over the last ten years with their Marvel movies and their Avengers and their tights and their superheroes and the this, uh-huh. there's none of them. Okay. <laughs> so you're saying this uh, civil unrest rules because it owns nerds. Yes. Okay. In That's, so many okay. words. All In right. so many. Just and not even. I have nothing against nerds. Let's face it. I am one mm-hmm. with my own topics, but. I just thought it was a little bit much, all those more, you just always, instead of facing problems, let's go watch superheroes face problems. Right, right. And uh, I know I sound crazy. This, that's not going to help. Well, also, you know, it's superheroes suck because it's always like fucking binary 
like the the fact that it's good versus bad the bad guys yeah can't let the bad guys win right and like fucking that bad, bad guys is always relative bad guys think that they're good guys exactly good guys don't know that they're the bad guys right i mean and any country that ever saw star wars thought they were the rebels right including us which is crazy because it is funny that we um, like lionize these narratives and shit, but then when we actually get the opportunity to rebel, everyone's yeah. like, mm, "No, I'm actually um, okay. Uh, yeah, I will. I will stay home at five p.m. And um, no, I'm not, yeah. I, actually, I was tired. Actually, I'd like to go to sleep. Actually, listen, I gotta be honest with you. With the clench, I'm just not equipped to be out in the middle of civil unrest. <laughs> I, mean, I turn my head the wrong way. I hurt my neck. It's right. just like I gotta get back to Dragon Manor. Speaking of getting back to things, though, remember when I was talking about how uh, the reason why this shit is happening is because people went to the rich neighborhoods and started protesting? Mm-hmm. Well, they, Can I speak more on that? Uh, I'd like you to. Because, <laughs> so, I mean, if we're going to get back, if we're going to get to, like, you know, the heart of, heart of the issue, it's the same as the heart of Grift Horse. Capitalism is a fucking cancer, okay? The reason why all of this shit is popping off right now. Gang, what? I think I got it revved up. Here we go. <laughs> I, ke- I am gesticulating wildly with my right hand while holding the mic in the left hand. Okay. The thing about capitalism is that it trumps humanity now in the eyes of our oppressor, right? So the only reason why the National Fucking Guard is here, the reason why there's a curfew, the reason why they turned off the bus system in Los Angeles, which is fucking ridiculous, is because people got too close to REI, all right? People got too close to fucking Chanel, right? So they got to defend- Real close, they got inside it. Well, yeah, they got exactly. But like, they're, they're defending- capitalism more so than they're defending people law and order property organization property trump's person all the all i mean this is america right yeah so um the first night of lockdown like when there was a the first curfew night i drove out to santa monica to see what was popping off at like 9 10 p.m right and by popping off you were going to see a protest or you're just going to no, see i just wanted to see what had happened what it looked like what the pre- police presence was like oh this is sunday night after the santa monica riots yes gotcha so i go out there and when you go out there all you see is just shitloads of national guardsmen men of course all dudes natch just with their dumb big fucking impotent guns just standing outside nordstrom and bloomingdale's and the promenade right just don't come here to loot you won't get in they're protecting property not people they're only here to protect property not people right at the same time though god i'm gonna sound like a fascist what what if it was your job to stop looting i mean wouldn't you go right to where the main things they want to loot are yeah but why why are my governmental dollars being spent getting somebody from out of state to come here to stand in front of Nordstrom, a business that uh, is fucking not owned by the public, is privately owned. You want pe- you want your business defended? All right. I mean, you're living under capitalism. Every fucking man for himself, buy your own security force. I agree with that. Like, why the fuck do I have to foot the bill for the mall to protect itself? The mall is a fucking private property or, a pri- you know, in a private company. The reason why this has been amplified so much and the reason why this has become such a big deal, like, let's look at the 92 riots, right? 
So if the riots were happening in you know, fucking Koreatown or South LA, like they were, I mean, there wouldn't be this much. Then I don't think the National Guard oh, would have been control, sure. like called sure. so soon. There wouldn't be this much fucking control. It's of the course. only. It's because fucking businesses are being like chain restaurants, basically, as opposed to mom and pops are being threatened. So we have to call them the fucking National Guard. Do you know what I mean? Right. And I got to say, when I was driving around Santa Monica and I saw a fucking just like a decimated CVS door wide open, alarm just going, which is shit everywhere. I mean, my heart grew five sizes. You know what I mean? I love to see that. It was a beautiful thing. There were a lot of beverages in the street. You know, the people would just like run out. So, uh, yeah, free Diet Coke if you want it. Free Diet Cokes, free Arizona iced teas. I just love that. You know what I mean? Democratized fucking liquid. Okay. That ruled. However, I also saw Mom and Pop adult novelty store that had been busted up in Santa Monica. Porno DVDs on the sidewalk. Those are opportunists. Those are protesters. Yes, exactly. I hate to see that. I love to see CVS. And it's just strange, too, just how this whole thing is tied in with. Uh, cabin fever everybody was inside for the last two months so not everybody but a lot of people right and then it's just like all of a sudden you have it's it's like summer has happened it's summer everybody go outside and then it's just like it's just the perfect storm of this whole thing and then the fact also that everybody's already got a mask on because if you were going to steal at a regular time you might cover your face and then people go, oh, he's a thief. He's the guy with the face cover, just, yeah. D- d- just all the factors. It's just, it's really just amazing. But also, I mean, it's telling that um, it was, we were just, uh, what? how should I say? We were, we were strongly cautioned, let's say, to stay inside when a, not to say that a global pandemic isn't still popping off, but we were strongly cautioned to stay inside when, you know, there's a communicable virus killing people. But now that people have threatened fucking Nordstrom, we have to stay inside. Yeah, yeah, I've said, yeah. Do you so, know what I mean? Yeah, that was reiterated on Twitter too. Yeah. It's just like you're so fighting for freedom for everybody to be outside. Then when there's protesters, hey, shut up, go inside. Yeah, yeah. Incredible stuff. There's two narratives. There's uh, we're it's, this is uh, the new normal, right? <laughs> I mean, I. We shall see. This is sort of, you know, I don't know. It's a watershed moment. Well, getting back to some Grift Horse news. Yeah. I am coming in light. I have no way in labels for you this week. Right. I have nothing. I feel like my, everybody was either watching Riot footage instead of being on eBay, Mm -hmm. or my buyers were actually out getting even better deals at their local stores. Screaming deals. Screaming deals. Smashing grabs. Yeah. So, nothing for me this week, but boy, imagine if I started complaining about it. (laughs) (laughs) I got, I mean, not for nothing, I got something this week. What do you got? I'm not talking about eBay. I'm talking about a little life hack pro tip. Tortilla chips, right? Right. They've been lying to us about Uh these things the whole time. Uh Oh, wait. The patriarchy? No, fucking big chip. Big chip. Big chip, man. Listen, you want a tortilla chip? Here's what you're going to do. All right? It's easy. Go to the store. Get a big bag of corn tortillas. You can get like fucking 50 of them for a dollar, right? Mm-hmm. Use some scissors. Use a pizza cutter, whatever you want. Chop, chop. 
chop them into triangles, right? Sizzle. You're going to want to preheat the oven in 400. I'm going to go 420 just because you know why I do that. Right. But I eat every pizza at my house, 420. Pick your poison. Okay, you can wait, let it get hot. Put a, like a, spray some, uh, you know, like a Pam or whatever Mm -hmm. on the, on the baking sheet. Tortilla triangles on top of the Pam. One, one layer. Mm Mm-hmm. Spray a little more on top of them. Put a little salt, right? Griff chip. Put it in the oven. Five minutes. Take it out. Flip it over. Five minutes more. You have tortilla chips. And you saved how much doing that? I mean, think about how many fucking chips you get out of one bag of tortillas. A lot. I get A lot. And think of how much tortilla chips cost, Howard. I know what they cost me. What do they cost you? $1.59 for a jumbo bag. This is cheaper. I bet it is. And they're fucking hot right from the oven. You can make them on demand so they're always fresh. You know what I like about it the most? What? Everyone else is doing bread. I mean, they could afford bread too. Yeah, fuck bread. Everyone's doing bread. You're doing chips. I like it. It's more, uh, you know, it's more indigenous. I had some some avocados, you know, that were ripe. I was like, all right, I'm going to make bootleg guacamole and what i'm gonna do by make bootleg guacamole i mean take some stolen avocados mash them up pour in a hot sauce from the super taqueria in hollister california like the whole meal's free almost a, yeah like a little carat from when i got a burrito right yeah Just put in the whole container of salsa a uh, little bit a little bit of stolen lemon juice mix it up dip one of these homemade chips into it Delectable. I love it. I'm going to dedicate that recipe to a random listener. <laughs> you want to know who it is? Huh. I'm going to go Chester Copperpot. If he's still around. Oh, okay. I'll hit a boss up on the next one. All right. What's up, you guys? <laughs> and everybody else. Speaking of which, we've got some new Patreons, even in this world's burning week. Yeah. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much, Emmanuel Descalos. Thank you. Thank you so much. Soda Pop Son. Soda Pop Son. Is that Mod Son's brother? <laughs> and Spencer Coolson. Spencer Coolson. Spencer Coolson. Thank you so much, Emmanuel, Soda Pop, and Spencer. We will try to make you proud. <laughs> All right, I've got a quiz question for you. What's up, Howie? Where were tortilla chips invented? You have. You can ask for clues if you'd like. It's like a 20 question kind of thing, but let's do let's five do... so it doesn't really. There you go. Okay. Um, North America. Yes. Twentieth century. Yes. While she's thinking, I'll remind <laughs> you to head on over to haveasummer.com slash shop pick up an Austin Starnes DVD thank you remember Austin at a time when it wasn't on the rest of, they, they blocked the I-35 in Austin wow they went right across I told a story about it on hey gang check it out it's on Patreon okay here we go <sighs> Megan you'll want to ask me what state what state California right Megan you'll want to ask me what county Los Angeles County <clears throat> Alameda Santa Clara. Whiter. 
Whiter? Orange County. Correct. Or oh bullshit. It tortilla gets, chips were invented in Orange County? It just got worse. And if with your last question, it's gonna get even worse. What's up? Where uh, in Orange County? What does it matter? Oh, it matters. Disneyland. Kaboom, kabam. That's bullshit. That cannot be true. A vendor at Disneyland thought to himself, what would a genius like Megan Beth Keister think of doing in 60 years? I'll do it right now. I'll take these extra tortillas that we don't need, fry them up with oil. Disneyland. No, what did we have tortillas at Disneyland for in the first place? Disneyland is fucking corn dog city, man. I wouldn't know. I think you're. I I'm think, a Disney World guy. Oh I'm East Coast. I'm gonna look this up. I think you're full of shit. Gang, right, let's do wagers. All right, like uh, the Bostos, you can do it between yourselves. Tina. Some of you grabs grab a friend, something like that. Who do you? Who's? Am I right? Am I wrong? Here we go. Uh. Okay. Let's see. Tortilla chip. Wikipedia. The People's Encyclopedia. Let's go. History. History. The triangle-shaped tortilla chip was popularized by Rebecca Webb Carranza in the 1940s as a way to make use of misshapen tortillas rejected from the automated tortilla manufacturing machine that she and her husband used at their Mexican restaurant and delicate or Mexican delicatessen and tortilla factory in Southwest Los Angeles. Woo! How do you get to Disneyland? Take the one. South no, southwest the, of here. <laughs> No, man, you're fucking wrong, dude. Carranza found the discarded tortillas cut into triangles and fried were a popular snack, and she sold them for a dime bag at the El Zarape Tortilla Factory. You know what my problem, you know why I got that wrong? Why? Because I looked it up on Whitepedia. <laughs> they lied, and they said they did. Listen, if you Google, Google Tortilla Chips Invention Disneyland. I'll look up Tortilla Chips Disneyland. I mean, I didn't dream of it. You know I don't have dreams because of the weed. Because of the weeds, right? Up, so Dis- I had to have read it. Knee. This sounds like some fucking, like, Reddit bullshit. Tortilla Chips Disneyland. Businessinsider.com says Doritos were originally Disneyland trash. Oh, I was wrong again. In the early days God, of Disneyland, a restaurant named Casa de Fritos invented Doritos by repurposing stale tortillas they bought from a local vendor. Oh, because that's Doritos. That's yes, not that's tortillas. Doritos, not tortilla chips. I mean, I And s- also, tortilla chips rip, Doritos I'm up. I'm ashamed of myself. When I pop off about... You know, a Cliff Clavin topic or a recipe. I do not know what I'm talking about. When it comes to music, then, okay, I'm a moral authority. I am a, <laughs> just a completely unquestionable moral authority. Are you now? But with this stuff, fine. Have it your way. What, my, my way being the truth? The truth. In, in this case, the truth. Let them eat truth? Now, when truth can't be written can't be measured like you know if you measure this table he's using it's a his certain hand. height okay it's yeah a certain he's height. gesticulating towards the height of the table yes you can't measure the heart of bruce versus whatever billy's doing over there on his piano you can't measure it that's where i'm i become necessary to come in and say like king solomon it's like this thank you what are you doing taking a sip of water howard you're going to be able to hear that on mic I held it away. There's nothing wrong with a sip of water. What? If there's nothing wrong with a sip of water, why haven't I drank a sip of water? Because I knew that you were going to crawl up my ass if I drank a sip of water. How long have we been recording? So I haven't taken one sip of water because I knew Howard would crawl up my ass for doing it.
Did you or did you not? Just answer this. Just answer this honestly from the bottom <laughs> of your heart. Did you or did you not have a couple of dry patches there with the throat? I did. Yeah, and I did. And some water would have fixed it. But I've, I'm under strict no water rules. You're not under, I'm like you're the under fucking no, Congress created dust bowl up in this You're bitch. under don't eat almonds right before we start taping. And I didn't. And don't hold a drink in your hand while we tape. I'm not. Drinks on the table. And water is always better than coffee. Always. It's always going to do better for you. Not mentally. I say drink coffee. But during the show, you're always going to be better off with water. That's like lubing your car. That being said, can I drink some water? Right now? Yeah. If you pick the water up. Yeah. Drink the water and put it back down. Okay, hold on. Picking up. Nice chug. It's been put back down. Put it down. Boom. I'd also like to remind you, gang, everything Megan drinks out of on this show was obtained without capitalism. <laughs> oh, yeah. I am currently drinking out of a clean canteen retail value $40 that I procured outside of someone's house in Hollywood Hills. Congratulations on in that. Fair, it's not theft. They had put a bunch of shit out to be taken. Yes. I took that. I it took was, yeah, a, a jiffy. Voluntary looting. Jiffy Pop uh, machine. Saw that. Or a little, I guess it's not a machine. It's like one of the. It's like a pot with a Orville like Redenberg cover You twist, you put popcorn in it, you twist the thing, I can see it and at then a, it pops uh, good. Old timey restaurant, a Ferrell's or a uh, TG. No, mm, TG uh, this particular one, looked it up. It's a, uh, what do you call it? Crate and Barrel Original, red mm. variant color, Crate and Barrel exclusive, $40 retail value on that. Pier One, right? Yeah. They went bankrupt. All stores go kaput yeah. a week before the riots. Yeah. So it's just funny the timing of life sometimes. Sure. Do you know? For somebody who moved here as a showbiz hopeful, we don't feel sorry for them, but I'm saying like this was somebody's <laughs> this was somebody's first week in LA. You know? Yeah. Like even when I still lived in Austin, there were comics that had moved here and then would come back and tell us like stories about the LA riots and stuff. Mm-hmm. Show business is, is a lot about timing and luck anyway. Right. But it's just funny that you could move here one day and just, instead of being the guy who gets the root beer commercial that pays a quarter million, you're the guy whose like, car gets set on fire. <laughs> but then also, I mean, if you're moving here now, you're the guy who's, I'm assuming, unemployed, so you're getting 600 a week on top of whatever you're already getting from the state. True. But so that must also, be nice. I don't know, from... From uh, doing squat melt, I got to be more in touch with those younger kids. It's just, it's crazy what a lot of them have to go through. You know, just to make, just to make a living. You know what right. I mean? Six guys in a house and oh, all sure, that kind of sure, stuff. yeah. I mean, the people who are still employed, their lives are fucking hell. Yeah, like if you work in a grocery store, your life fucking sucks. Yeah, if you work in a cafe, your life fucking sucks. True that. Everything sucks. Listen to that. Listen to that siren outside, eh? You hear one? I don't hear it. I hear it. Oh, there you go. There Whoa, she is. got the jump on it. One time. You know about one time? What's that? One time. In New York, they called the cops one time. I forget why. But I think it was like, I don't know. But just like, you'd see people hanging out, and then all of a sudden, just one of them would go, one time, and they all scatter. Uh-huh. Okay. Because they have that Megan-like sixth sense. Like <laughs> they, just, they know one time's coming. 
It's pretty wild. Like, I mean, the graffiti, again, I'm, I'm, I'm of two minds for, of it because I love it. However, it, a lot of it is done by fucking white people who are trying, you know, like yeah. trying to get their own jollies off and in doing so are discrediting the fucking movement because the police or, well, the police and the media focus on, you know, that, the destruction, the right. graffiti, et cetera, et cetera. However, when you drive around Santa Monica, it's pretty, I don't know, it's pretty insert adjective here. Uh, pick your poison. Uh, just to note it's like, everything it just you become so desensitized to it so fast it mm-hmm. just starts making sense like it only takes about the five minutes yeah it only takes about five minutes to like see a chase bank with like we are living in hell spray painted on it and be like no that belongs there oh uh, yeah especially this for is us, not out of the ordinary especially for us who've you know we've looked at subversive graphics and just how everybody's you know what i mean like that's what i think when i look at chase bank anyway right exactly yeah i mean if anything they're just externalizing our internal monologue with the shit yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, the one ephemera idea I had, and, you know, it was dark. I, I wasn't going to follow up on it. Hmm. But the rubber bullets out there in the street. <laughs> oh I thought, how about I melt a penny into your rubber bullet? Into your rubber bullet. How about I take I write your name on a, a grain of rice and then insert that into the... You take the rubber bullet down to the train tracks. You get a train flatten to, it to out. flatten over it. Yeah, you do that. Rubber bullet. Rubber bullet. <laughs> I'm thinking of rubber biscuit. Do you know that one from the Blues Brothers? I do not. Hey, you got a big rubber biscuit. You don't know that? I do not know that. I have never seen the Blues Brothers. I'm the I'm oldest to, person who listens to I'm this sorry show. to disappoint you, Howard. I actually hate comedy, so I know you do. Yeah. But I want to recommend to you What's up? Um great new great new bunch of world comics on st- on Netflix. Just kidding. <laughs> Watch this guy. He's popular in uh, Torshaven, an island off Sweden. I mean, in fairness, I would rather watch that guy than watch someone who's popular in America. What if it was, uh, I mean, just last month, Seinfeld? Don't need to see that. Um, Aaliyah, don't need to see that. He's buoyant. <laughs> <laughs> He's buoyant on stage. I don't need any of this shit, man. Uh, did you see uh, Brian Callen and those guys? They did a show at the Improv, a socially distanced show at the Improv in Houston this weekend. <sighs> no, why don't you tell me all about it, Howard? You, your whole reaction is all that I needed, just that sigh. That's the same thing I did. Well, I mean, I need now. I need more. But he he did a post, and it was it was a post on Sunday. It's like seems like the world is burning down, but we comics we did what comics do. We try to make people laugh. We did what comics do: make it about ourselves. Yeah, and pretend to like, be fucking here talk heroes. Yeah, five white comics, five <laughs> five white guy comics on stage, and then the whole audience is white. There should be a um, video game called Talk Hero. Like mm. Guitar Hero for, for you can just like to be a stand-up comic, mm. and then you get points for saying racist and transphobic oh, yeah. and misogynistic shut shit. Yeah, sure. And like telling snowflakes to like it's just a fucking joke. And that's like I got the Lisa Lampanelli edition. <laughs> she was actually nice to me. Have I told that story? No. She goes. I see a lot. I, I played with her in in Go Bananas in Cincinnati. I okay. was the middle. Because I see a lot of comics, something special about you. You're really good. Wow. And then uh, she let me like, you know, 
email her for recommendations and stuff. I'm so terrible at it that I got nothing out of it. Mm-hmm. Plus, we're not really the same market, but I, she, was, she I, just went back to the hotel and did her taxes. She was like a business lady. <laughs> like a boss. She's a boss. Boss bitch. Yeah. Megan. Howard. Uh, we got a great grift horse coming up. Do we have some great letters on there? You mean a great kiss my grifts? Jeez, I'm all upside down. Yeah, Let's go. Kiss my grifts. One, take two. I'll take two. Do we have some great letters coming up on our kiss my grifts? <laughs> That was so smooth and organic. It's almost like it wasn't the second take. Yes, we do. You know, we have a, multiple letters. You know, with the magic of editing, I can make so many things happen. I don't, but no. I mean, I think I, I, yeah, I think you got to keep this a little ragged, a little last, bless this mess. Last week we went into a topic that we forgot to go into. What? No, I don't. I don't remember even what it was. <laughs> but I'm just saying, from an editing standpoint, we forgot something. And then we talked about it after, so I had to insert it in. Mm-hmm. And it's just so funny what happens with the magic of editing because, like, something that you said, which is completely unrelated, will be the jumping off point to where I stick in the other thing. Right. It's just all these moments that never, ever happened <laughs> are, are just in there. They're just in there. Like, there's things that did not happen. So you're controlling the grift horse narrative is what you're it's saying. It's impossible not to. And most of the time it doesn't make a difference. But if you say something and then we devolve into 25 seconds of nothing and then I chop that out, mm-hmm. the new rhythm that's created never took place. Just saying that. Right, right. It's wow. like you're saying with the items. They're not worth anything. Right. <laughs> this is a wild episode. How about that? This has been a ride. Okay. let's. Obviously, everybody's affected by this no matter where you are. Obviously, also, we've got Grift Horse listeners in cities besides Los Angeles mm-hmm. that also had rioting, you know, Minneapolis or wherever else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously, we're not giving you that many tips about, <laughs> you know, class action lawsuits uh, and stuff. Okay, but yeah. This is just the type of week it is. I mean, this is American history. The tip is that capitalism is a tool of the oppressor um, and, uh, you know everything kind of circles back to it so some dipshit on instagram tried to start a couple protests popping yesterday in one was in like sunset and crescent heights i think the other one was in fucking van nuys van nuys is one of the poorest cities in the valley okay and so some dumb bitch popping off on the gram was like let's do a protest in van nuys and then everyone was like do not do a fucking protest in van nuys people can't loot in van nuys man these people are already fucking poor what the fuck are you doing and then this chick had to be like i didn't understand i was just trying to help even though like these protests this chick came up with were not supported by black lives matter or any other fucking organization And then it was like, got to a point where she's like boned out of it. Like, eh, I'm sorry, you don't go to the protest in Sunset and Crescent Heights. You don't go to the protest in Van Nuys tomorrow. But obviously, the fucking genie had already been let, let out of the bottle. Right. So then a bunch of fucking knuckleheads go to Van Nuys. To start trouble. And they're starting trouble. They're starting trouble, Howie. They're, bu- they're busting up liquor stores in Van Nuys. You think... Uh, so much fuckery going on. You think owning a liquor store in Van Nuys isn't hard enough? the fuck are these people doing it's gotta be rough unless uh, Dave Grohl comes by from Sound City buys a case of stuff <laughs> luckily hey, man, it's a good thing I stayed open tonight Grohl came through yeah. chewing his gum he bought five packs of gum <laughs> Megan you're on social media yeah. I'm gonna check you out 
Why? Uh, was I? I like to keep abreast of what's going on with you. Like to see a tweet or two. Tweet or two? Yeah, you know. Actually, I mean, I can, since I mean it is grift horse ish related. I can just basically summarize my last tweet, and I think this is actually a good idea. Summer summary. <laughs> but I was thinking about you know how especially in comedy in any creative field there's a lot of fucking trust fund kids who are just like have the luxury of being able to work on their craft because their daddy pays their bills right right and there's a combination of those people and then there's also people that come from privilege that have rejected the privilege because they think like being a waitress makes them stronger or right whatever. i don't want I mean? daddy's money i don't right. want daddy's money i want to do it myself here's the thing if you have access to daddy's money Stop play acting like you're fucking poor. Just take it and then just transfer it where it's actually needed. There you go. And transfer you, the dollars. Yes. And if also if you are actively trust funded up, just fucking take that money, every all your non-essential money and just fucking donate it to like fucking black small business relief, fucking bail organizations, fucking all that. You know what I mean? Yes. Like money is probably just the way to go. Money is the way because money, money trumps is, everything. now. Right. Where it's still capitalism. Money is our God now, dude. So if you got the money, what give the money. What if you grew up being taken to nice restaurants, but now you're in a position where a guy says, you're supposed to send me four bags of Ayers potato chips. Mm-hmm. I want a refund. What what would I do in that in My, that regard? Can I? What should I do? <laughs> hey, by the way, I, I have an update on that. I'll tell you. I got an update. What's the update? I won't even save it for Kiss My Griffs. I'll tell you guys right now. What's up? You know what I decided to do? Hmm. I didn't. I didn't decide. Like a lot of things in my life, the non-decision is the decision. Right. Okay. I just thought, let's see if this guy notices that I didn't refund him. Yeah. Because he's eating those free chips. He wanted all sixteen dollars back. No. That that sounds to me That's a, little, a little rich. That's rich. Sounds to me a little riot copy. Yeah. Like you're just being a hard ass because you you can't. Right. So, if I get called on it, I'm gonna release those sixteen dollars back into his custody. But you have not been called on it as of as of right as now. As of right now. And okay. I know. Look, I've I've got to deal with my own moral judgment judgment of myself i'm not fully being on being on the up and up here i don't but i don't believe the right thing to do would be to fully refund that guy's money thank you it would be a partial refund uh to compensate him for the chips that he thought he was going to get but did not get thank you your refund is absurd you are my tulsi gubbard you are my (laughs) fighter for justice Straight up. Straight up. Well, uh, Megan, I'll see you over there on Kiss My Griffs. What do you say? I'll see you on Kiss My Griffs, too. All right. And we'll see you right here next week on Grift Grift Horse. Horse.